Well, I think somebody had better see if uh, if I'm awake or if I'm stuck in a sense of false reality because we have Lewis Hamilton on pole ahead of, ahead of Max Verstappen. Are we back in 2021? I have absolutely no idea. I just hope that they can fight this year without trying to take each other out on the first lap. Welcome back to episode 310 of Grid Talk, where today we are here to discuss qualifying for the Hungarian Grand Prix. My name is Tom Downey, and joining me, I have Warren Shaw of the Paddock Pels podcast. Hello, sir. How's it going, Tom? I'm very well. How are you? Great. I'm doing great. Good stuff. Just before we get into this episode, we must thank our sponsor for today, Bet Online. So, Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wages, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BLEAV, that is B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Also, if you enjoy this podcast, we would love it if you could take five to leave us a five-star rating on Spotify or a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you're one of the 72% of people who are not yet subscribed to the channel, please consider helping us out with a like and a subscribe. Also, find a bit of housekeeping, I promise. Be sure to follow us on our brand new social channels at Grid Talk UK to stay up to date with all the latest news from the show. So, Warren, back at the Hungara Ring, a bit of, bit of a sort of like divisive track, certain divisive opinion. We'll start at the bottom of the grids, and once again, I say once again, it is his first season in F1. Uh, your home driver so so to speak obviously you know warren we're one of our resident american um panelists so if we look at the williams drivers logan Sargent ultimately was uh is, is starting the race p20 uh and his teammate alex albon just went out in q1 p16 do you think williams could have got a bit more out of today or do you think p16 was perhaps a bit of a sort of jump back down to reality for them I think Albon probably could have done a little better than P16 and maybe Sargent could have fought maybe for like 15, 16, somewhere in that. But again, like the characteristics of the car, this is not a car that does well at this type of track. They do better with, they, they do great with a straight, with their straight line speed and everything. There's not a lot of straight line speed at this track. There's basically none. And I don't think their slow speed corners are very good. So this this track doesn't really suit them very well. So maybe they could have done a little better. And you can see, like, Logan in his last lap, he had to go over, kind of cut the corner of the chicane. Um, Albon had a good time deleted. Sargent had a good time that was deleted. So they just couldn't really get the confidence in it today. This isn't their best track. I think next week at Spa, I think they're going to have a nice weekend next weekend. But this weekend... I don't think the car really suits the characteristics of the track. And I, I'm I'm a little disappointed that Logan's in 20s because he had he has been showing some progression over the last couple of races and getting better. And maybe this is a small step back. But again, I think with the characteristics of the car, this isn't really a place where you would think that he would succeed. Maybe Albon, you're the one that you would be more disappointed he couldn't get into Q2. But Sargent, I think you're kind of like, all right, he, he would have probably been a big favorite to get knocked out in Q3. Or in Q1, sorry, Q1. Yeah, and it is worth noting that Albon did have a track time deleted for track limits, where we heard that yeah. phrase this year. Um, I 
believe it was turn five. So he, he was up into about P eight, P seven, I think it was. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so he, you know, so I, I think P sixteen, he definitely had more pace than that. But it was just unfortunate with track limits. But also, you know, we saw quite a few drivers getting getting stung for for track limits today. And uh, yeah, you know, rules are rules, aren't they? But um, just looking. A little bit further up the grid. So next, we're going to have a quick chat. There's probably not much to say about them. Um, the Haas drivers of Kevin Magnussen. First of all, K Mag, that you listen to this. Congratulations on the birth of your of your, of your second child. Um, he qualified P19. You know, really solid effort. And then Nico Hulkenberg with his uh, with his Ken Quiff uh, qualified into into the top ten. To be fair, he got into Q3. Uh, qualified P10 um, was only about a tenth behind Perez in, in the Red Bull, who shocked everyone by getting into Q3. Um, now this year, I, it's going to be a bit of a broken record. This one has they seem to qualify well, or certainly Hulk does, but they just don't seem to fall back in the race. I mean. Do you think Hulk's going to fall back tomorrow? I mean, K-Mag can't fall much further back, but do you do you think they've got any hope, or or do you think they're once again it's a full storm for them? I would say with the cars that are behind them, that he's probably going to fall back, especially like the Ferrari. Maybe the only saving grace is that this track is so hard for them to overtake on that he could hold off for that. But I don't. I also don't think like Hulkenberg's racecraft is that great. He's he seems he's shown this year that great on one lap speed. And qualifying, I got to look at the numbers, but he's probably had the out qualified K Mag, what seven to three, something like that. It seems like all the time he's out out qualifying him. But I think he's just going to fall back. I don't think that car is very good at all. I've been saying for a while, and I've come on here that they need to make a change with Gunter, but that's probably not going to happen because he he just doesn't. He's 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 not a very good team principal. I hate to say it. He's he's a very entertaining for the drive to survive people and off the track stuff. But if you look at what he's produced, they got Hulkenberg in to, to finish what, try and finish fifth in the constructor standing and they're fighting at the bottom. This is not what they're hoping for. The car just, they always come with like one of the most developed cars at the beginning and they never bring any seems good upgrades. I think that's what hap- what's happening again this year. Uh, so Holkenberg, yes, I would expect him to fall back. If he somehow got points, I think that would be that would be a great drive for him. Hey, maybe maybe he's licking his chops that Max and Lewis are front row and they'll just take each other out, and that opens up the spot for a couple more points positions. But I think that uh, I think Holkenberg is going to uh, climb his way back. K Mag, look, I thought K Mag would get a little uh, new new baby bounce, as they say. That that obviously did not happen. That uh, that uh, did not work out for him. Yeah, I was thinking the same with Tim. Like, you'd hope that it'd sort of be like, you know, you know, do it, do it for the kids kind of thing. It's like, yeah, well then you qualify P nineteen. Um, it is worth noting as well. I've just checked the FAA website because both Hass, uh, well, Hass had summons for failing to electronically return tires, uh, which is a new one uh, that I've certainly heard. But I, uh, to the best of my knowledge, this means that the team manager or you know a delegate in Hass didn't inform the FIA that they had returned. It turns out sets of intermediates uh, after um, after practice and, and before qualifying has been fined 5,000 euros per driver. So that's a, that's a 10, 10 grand fine f- for the team. Um, you know, they're sponsored by MoneyGram, I think, 
a sponsor with money could probably afford it. So yeah, so failure to electronically return tires. I was going to say I don't really know how you'd email assess the tires, but there we go. Ask Toto. He likes sending emails. Um, next up for grids. Uh, let's have a quick chat about the Alpha Tauris. So Yuki Tsunoda qualifies P seventeen. Um, and he got out qualified by his teammate, Nick... D no, that's the wrong one, sorry. Daniel Ricciardo, back on the grid. Yeah, I wonder how many people have done that joke. That was bad, even by my standards. Um, Danny Rick, going to Q2, qualified P13 in Q2, and, you know, I, I certainly thought that he looked like he, he had a bit of pace about him. Um, you know, he's fairly comprehensively out-qualified his teammate, obviously with a step softer tyres into Q2, because... This weekend we had the new qualifying format, or tyre format, which we'll chat about after. Um, do you think Danny Rick can use some of his experience? Obviously, H-Hand race winners, people like to say. Um, do you think he can use some of that experience? Maybe take advantage of some someone like the pass falling back in front of him to maybe get some, maybe get a point on his return? Maybe. Maybe if he can intimidate Carlos Sainz. That's a good strategy that that he could work out there because he's going to have to get past the Ferrari, which we'll talk about later. But I I don't know. I said at the beginning of the week when we did our preview pod that he would get 11 this week. So I guess he's going to have to climb up from that. That was my bold prediction. I think, him, look, he he qualified Yuki on the same set of tires by, what was it, 13 hundredths of a second. So he just nicked him there. Um, I was pleasantly surprised that he uh, – that he got out of Q1, if I'm going to be honest, that Alpha Tauri is so bad. And to come in, walk in right off the street, basically, and get it into Q2, that's pretty good. And I'm not, I'm a, I'm not a Danny Rick hater. I'm just a little tired of everybody getting so happy. He's on the grid and everything like that. It's like, all right, we get it. He's a great personality, but like, let's calm, calm down. Remember what he did at McLaren last year was not good. And that was a competitive car. Like he, lost confidence or something. He's not the driver he was in the Red Bull whenever he left there. So I think we all need to take a step back on that. But this was an impressive performance by him. This was very impressive to get into um, Q2. And Yuki, it's a tough look for Yuki. I have to say, I have to say it. I like Yuki, but you get out qualified by Danny and the first, the first time he steps in, this is... That's a tough one. And I think everyone's talking about Ricardo's like, oh, the pressure if he wants to get a better seat, this and that. The pressure is all on Yuki here. He has to outperform Ricardo consistently to show that he's worthy of the Alpha Tower or somewhere else. Because if he doesn't, then it's going to be like, okay, you, you've had more experience in the car. You, he's in, he could be potentially in trouble, I think. He's the one I think that is going to have the most pressure on the grid of anybody about this boat. Yeah, absolutely. And I've got to be honest, Warren, I do kind of agree with you about you know your your view on Danny Rick. You know, he's a he did yes, he won a race at McLaren, but he won a race at Monta, which is the same circuit when Nick DeVries got points, you know. So take from that what you will. Not exactly a difficult circuit. And um, Lewis and Max both crashed each other out. Remember, it wasn't like he beat both of them on the thing. So the the two clear best drivers that season, they yeah. They took each other out, so it yeah. was wide open for it. Yeah, so you know, you know, they're starting on the front row tomorrow. So you know, maybe maybe when I say similar, I doubt it, and I yeah. generally hope I genuinely hope we don't get something like that. Yeah, not that I think we will. Um, although Bottas is in the mix, so oh god, here we go. Um, 
But yeah, no, it's um, yeah, Alpha Tau. It, it is just that that car is just absolute dog this year. You know, we've talked about it enough on this show, and I also agree with your point that I think putting Danny Rick in that car now that he's out qualified, Yukina's first race back at a pretty difficult circuit, you know, to say as well. I think it's just going to raise more problems than it solves. Because um, Red Bull are going to go, well, hang on, what do we do with this? There's under the whole question of Checo see and all the rest of it. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, but, yeah, th- that'll that'll be an interesting one to watch. Uh, the next team we're going to talk about is the Alpines. So, Pierre Gasly was P15 in the end. He had a track time deletes. I think he was out in Q2 anyway. I think he'd gone about P12, P13, but I had his time deleted for track limits. Esteban Ocon, P12. So both out in Q2. Maybe a little bit of a disappointing showing from them, given, you know, if you look at how quick they were around Monaco, and, you know, as I always say, and because you know, people always say hungry, Monaco without the walls. It's like, um, you know, it's just like, hey, give that phrase a rest. Um, but... So that phrase is not going to be as bad as when we go to Vegas because Crofty's going to spend the whole weekend going, when in Vegas? You just know it. Um, but yeah, this, uh, I digress. You know, the Alpines, P12, P15. For me, certainly, I thought a little bit of a disappointing performance from them. Obviously, Ocon two years ago won round here. You know, Gatti was going pretty well that year in the Alpha Tauri when it wasn't an absolute heap. Um, do you think they can use some of their race pace if they've got any to get into the points tomorrow? I don't think so. I think really the only team that can get points. I'm sorry. I think the only <laughs> driver that can really move their way out of the top 10, unless there is, um, into the way to the top 10 is going to be signed. And we can get to that if we talk to Ferrari. But Alpine, I think they have to be one of the most disappointing teams lately. They are always talking about, we are going to be Fernando with his Alpine before he left. We are going up the trajectory. We're going to fight, fight, fight for these and they just keep going backwards and today i think didn't esteban on his last lap have like a purple sector one or something and then just faded out like you it was looking like he was going to get in and knock knock signs out of uh out of out of farther down before charles did but you're like all right he's really in trouble then Ocon couldn't get past him on the pace and you're like all right what happened towards the end of the lap there i think alpine is like one of the most disappointing teams at least for me consistently this year they they seem to be talking a lot and then delivering on the track seems lately to be at a minimum and I, today's result especially shows that yeah i mean you know alpine are they're just like a weird enigma at the minute you know obviously they've got no customer teams you know mind you i don't know who would want that Renault engine given how to goes pop um you know, and you know, it's like one week they'll be, you know, like really right up there at the top. The next minute they're they're doing a double DNF, and then yeah, so they're just like everything in between. So uh, yeah, yeah, they're they're like Ferrari in that sense, where it's like you know you think, well, I'm not going to say anything, and then I have a good weekend, and you say, oh, right, next weekend you're gonna have a good weekend, and then they're both out in Q2. It's just like, come on, give me a break, because I, I quite like Alpine. Yeah, you know, I, I, no, I, I quite like both the drivers. You know, Gassi gets a bit, a bit sort of whingy, but name me an F one driver who doesn't. Um, and you know, it's just, you know, it's just like, yeah, yeah, it's just, 
Yeah, they're just going around in circles. I don't think Otmar's the best team principal for them either, by the way. No, he's not. He is. No. Um, you know, and, and they've just got rid of they just got rid of Lauren Rossi as well, I believe. Um he's just yes. he's just been booted out the door. Which mm-hmm. is a, which I think was not the right idea. But what do I know? I'm just a nerd who watches the sport. Um Well so, they got those American investors too that just got um, oh, like of course. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, so, uh, Brian Reynolds and Rob McElnenny. Uh, uh, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, his name, and then sorry. a couple of big time, like, like uh, capital Dave. investment firms that one of them has a seat on the board. Rob and Ryan really don't. They're just in it. But one of the yeah. people on the capital board's got a seat. So I wonder if maybe that he was angling for a, a bit of power already or something. Well, well quite possibly because they've taken, I believe, is a 24% stake. So, yeah. you know, just one way of getting their foot in the door. But, yeah, you know, I, I want to see more from Alpine. And, I agree. You know, it it would be nice to see more from them because, you know, it's a team that's sort of just, they're sort of like stuck in this sort of like midriff at the minute. But mm-hmm. um, speaking of teams that are stuck in, in, in a midriff, Aston Martin. So Alonso sneaked into the top 10. Uh, he he qualified P10 in Q2, and then he's tomorrow he uh, he qualified P3 ultimately. So he starts the race. Uh, sorry, P8. What am I on about? P3. Where are we, Monaco? Um, yeah. You know, he, he qualified P8 in Q3. That's what I meant to say. So starts the race P8 tomorrow. Uh, Lance Stroll once again proving he's about as useful as as a, as a lane tortoise. He starts P, uh, P14. Got out qualified by Daniel Ricciardo. Nice job, Lance. Um, but don't forget, he's future world champion material. Um, right, okay. Let's just have a chat about Aston Martin. Um, they started the season with big pomp and circumstance, not saying that because they're British, but you know, they, they came in like all guns blazing, people saying, you know, oh, you know, well, you know, Alonso, you know, longest time team pole positions and blah blah blah, and all the rest of it. And it's like, yeah, but they're P3 and the constructors, and at this rate, they're going to be losing that to Ferrari. Um, how? When do you think Lawrence Stroll? I'm just going to post a question to you because there's not much point talking about the qualifying. Um, how much time is left? Do you think before Lawrence Stroll realizes? Hang on, my son is just a rolling roadblock. Side note: He's been summoned for impeding Bottas in qualifying Q2. Just to mention that. Um, how long does Lawrence Stroll go? My son is a rolling roadblock. I need to dump him for. Felipe Djokovic or Soffel van Dorn or someone else who is decent. I mean, he probably should have realized that already after the last couple of results going on and how fast Fernando was in the car and then Lance really not being able to outperform Fernando in that. But maybe now that the, that the rest of the field has caught and overpassed Aston Martin, at least when it comes to the McLaren um, that car has caught and passed them that he will see that, oh, we are really in trouble here. And if you if you look at the car based on how it was at the beginning of the season, they should have a clear lead, I think, in my mind over Mercedes right now as the number two. Not saying they would stick there for the whole season, but they should clearly be the second in the constructors right now. That's not the case. And as you said, Ferrari's probably going to catch them pretty soon. So that's a whole debacle because they had one driver getting – what he got five out of the first six podiums. I think you would think the other driver would be able to score a decent amount of points. And he didn't, I think Lance is at like 20 points or something like that. Go uh, check that out now, but he is not, he is totally underperforming the car strolled 
Strollo's 44 points this year. He's getting outscored basically by 93 points against his teammate. That's unacceptable. Any other, any other team, it would be saying, all right, this person on the hot seat, we don't know how long his contract goes, obviously, because his dad owns the team. There's no, there's no even saying about like who would replace him. There's no rumors if he's going to leave. Any other person, he's on the hot seat and he's done at the end of the year. So who knows what's going on with Lawrence, but he should have known that three, four races ago. And I do have to wonder if Stroll's wrists are still bothering. You know, he had the incident before testing where he broke both his wrists and he credit to him for still driving with it. Probably not the best decision at the beginning to, to drive with the two broken wrists. Remember we all had the holding his wrist. And even last week, I think it was shown like he was holding his wrist again. So maybe it's just like his wrists aren't fully healed and they're still sore from this, but, um, I'm grasping for straws to to help him give him an excuse there, but still, it's like he has to be. He has to be better. He has to be better, and he's not. Yeah, he's just he's just not. And you know, you made a very good point where you said if it was any other driver, you know, in a different team, they'd have been booted out. Just look at Paul Nick DeVries. Um, you know, it's just yeah, it's just yeah. But no, Lance Stroll. You know, oh, sorry, Lawrence Stroll. You know, who believes. He should be given a. I think he said he should be given an MBE, which in the UK I don't know if you know is called Member of the British Empire, which is where which is where you get you get a medal because because he has saved Aston Martin apparently, um, and he saved people's jobs. So yeah, you know, real power to you, power to you, Lawrence. Um, yeah, he'll, he'll be. Can they give those to non? Can they give those medals yeah. to non uh, British citizens? They can. I believe so. Yeah, I mean, I I don't really know to be honest, but yeah. you know, you, you might even hold you know citizenship. I, I I honestly don't know, but yeah, that's 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 another joke in itself. Um, I mean, what what Stoll said about about getting a medal, you know, mm-hmm. just 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 to be clear, but yeah, uh, I mean, Aston Martin, they're sort of just stuck in after such a promising start to the season, and we're all hyping them up. They are just stuck in this no man's land at the minute, so. Hopefully we see something from them soon. But um, I've moved my notes around as well. But just looking ahead of Aston Martin, anybody who's listening to this and doesn't you know doesn't know the results, uh, you're probably thinking, "Oh, hang on, you haven't talked about Alfa Romeo yet." You know they're normally before Williams, you know, or something. It's like, yes, there's a reason for that. Both Alfa Romeos into the top ten, and Valtteri Bottas was leading Q1 for quite a while. You know, he, 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 was, he was fastest, genuinely fastest in Q1 for quite a while. I don't know what on earth they've done this weekend. I don't know what is in... I know they've got new power units, so that may help. But this is not a very power-sensitive circuit. So, Zhou Guanyu, P5, on merit, and Bottas, P7, on merit... What on earth? I don't know. I it, again, it can't. The power unit can help, but again, as we've said, this is not a power track. This is um, so. How much really can that help? I guess maybe, maybe they were just better on the hard. Uh, you can't even say they're better on the hard or the or the medium tires because the softs were at the end and they got fifth and seventh. It wasn't like they finished ninth and tenth. And you're like, all right, this new format helped them out there. I don't know. Maybe they figured something out. 
maybe they figured something out at this track. But look, I will say this. I am actually pretty happy for them because that car has not been good this year. I think Botas maybe has fallen out of the love of F1 a little bit. He seems to be like on the Kimi Raikkonen path of just like, hey, it's fun to be an F1 driver. I get to race every whatever. I get to race in all the races. And it is what it is where I finish. I want to do well, but if I don't, I'm going to be fine. And to me, that's a little sad because I like Botas. I think he's still got the fire in there. But I think this might re-energize him. And I am actually a fan of Guojan or Joe Kwan. You sorry. Say. Uh, um, I think he's got I think he's got I haven't talked about his name. I forgot to say his name. I haven't talked about it no, barely ever. I think he actually has some talent. Like he has proven himself that he is he's got some pace. He's a he's 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 a pretty decent driver. Um, so for him to get this result, I think it's a good result overall and a shocking result for the team, I will say. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I just, I, I'm genuinely sort of like dumbfounded because I'm like, they were, they had such little pace and then all mm -hmm. of a sudden they've just gone, hello, and then they've just rocked up at, like we said, a difficult circuit and they've, Put both cars into the top ten. You know, P five, P seven is there, and you know, I, I just I hope that they can hold on tomorrow and get a decent result because boy, do they need it. You, you know, you know, I kind of remember the last time they scored points this season. Um, it might have even been one of the first couple of races. Uh, I genuinely couldn't tell you, but yeah, they they need a good result, and I really hope that tomorrow brings it for them. It just gives them a bit of a sort of step forward. Um, you know, it's you know, what I will say as well is I'm glad that they did that they qualified like this because it means it, it means just one podcast this year I can say, are they just waiting for the Audi money? You know, so it, you know, it's just, <laughs> you know, I mean, yes, they are, but you know, Audi they've already started to put some money in, I you know, I should add, and this is obviously a good, um, a good, a good sign for them, but yeah, wow, okay, fair, fair play, Alfa Romeo, fair play. But do you, um, gonna, do you think they're going to end up getting points or not? I think they'll be on the fringes because I think Holt's yeah. going to drop back. Mm -hmm. It's hard to say because we haven't seen them with like in any form of race pace. Yeah. So uh, you know, the only thing I can think is you know they they might get stuck in a bit of a DRS train down the main straight and then on the run from turn two to turn three, so they might be able to just hold position somewhat and just you know sort of sort of get through. Um, but speaking of uh, Ferrari powered cars that underperform, Ferrari. There we are. Nice segue. Um, yeah. So Charles Leclerc P six. Uh, he's in an Alfa Romeo sandwich, and then Carlos Sainz P eleven gets out qualified by Nico Hulkenberg in Q two. Warren. What the hell, man? Do you think when uh, Fred Vasseur took over at Ferrari that his Alfa Romeos without qualifying once they're in a race this season? <laughs> I did not. Did you reckon he's sitting on the wrong pit wall this weekend? Do you he's got confused? <laughs> he he might have. He could have got confused. I Ferrari, what happened to them? What's going on? What happened? They are just... They're, they're stuck. And... Like I, I don't know what you can say other than they are stuck. The car is not very fast. They can't figure out what the setup is going on, whatever track it may be. 
And I don't think any of their drivers have any confidence right now. I think Charles might be looking to go elsewhere down the road when his contract's up next year. He should be for the sake of his career. And signs, if I'm Ferrari, I don't even know if I want signs to stick around. I don't know who you, they got the, the kid in F2 that's having a great season. I don't know his name, but I know he's having a great year. Maybe you replace him with him, but why would you want Carlos signs around? Because it always seems like he's, I think he's a pretty weak driver and I would look to replace him there, but I really don't know what the Ferrari is doing. They should not be getting out qualified by Alfa Romeo. They should be right up there. McLaren has passed. McLaren has passed them on the pace for this season. They should be right up there with McLaren and Mercedes and, and Red Bull trying to fight for a pole if you can. And they're they're not even competitive for like the top five or four, like podiums at least. No one expecting them to get a podium now this week. They're they're just not in that fight. And that is just shocking to me. Yeah. Um, for a Ferrari, just I'm not a Ferrari fan. Uh, you know, I I don't dislike any team. You know, even Mercedes. You know, if people think otherwise, well, you know, I can I can assure you, I don't dislike Mercedes. You know, I don't dislike any team, or you know, and I don't hate any driver. There are some drivers which I don't like as much as others, obviously, but you know, I don't I don't hate or dislike any any driver or team. But Ferrari. One of my best mates, JR, who might even be listening to this, he's a huge Ferrari fan. He's 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 American like himself. He's very, very, very passionate about Ferrari. And I feel his pain, like secondhand, you know, or, or like third party pain. Because by this point he just laughs and it's just like you know, if if it's not like woeful strategy decisions, it's bizarre team orders, it's uh, uh, just, just what you know? It's just, it's just Ferrari routine steeped in history and prestige in F one, and have earned the reputation they have. And to watch it just go down the pan again, oh man! It's uh, yeah, just bring back um, Mariva Bene. Um, you know, bring back Maurizio Mariva Bene. That's that. That's what I say. Shouldn't have got rid of him, but alas, what are you going to do, eh? So yeah, for Ferrari, maybe they'll get points tomorrow. We'll see, won't we? Um, but just uh, just looking uh, just looking ahead of Ferrari, the McLaren drivers. So Norris P three and Piastri P four. McLaren baby are back, and I said this weekend would be like this sort of like I can't say that phrase the do do or bust um, weekend. Um, because you know we've had two, you know we had two circuits in Silverstone and Spa where you know, you know high speed, you know, you know, um, it's a lot of high speed corners. You know, look at Max and Beckett's, you know, middle sector in Spa, etc. But Hungary in completely different beast. You know, you know high downforce. You're not on. You're not doing Max throttle half as much as as you were um, in you know, in in uh, in the other circuits. But McLaren on pace on merit. London Norris P3 and Piastri P4. First of all, it's nice to see a McLaren driver alongside Lando who can actually take the fight to him is keeping him honest. Sainz did a good job. I think Piastri's doing an even better job. Bear in mind, he's a rookie. Secondly, come on, McLaren. Let's see it. Warren, do you think they can, do you think they can convert this in, into at least one podium tomorrow? If... Dare I say it? Because you know we'll talk about Merck in a minute. You know, I mean, your Max is probably going to 
by this time, Shadow from the Sunset, whatever, even from P2. Dare I say it, that could McLaren get double podium tomorrow? I think it, I think they might have a chance. They were robbed of a double podium at Silverstone, seriously. Like, that safety car, they should have had a double podium there. I think they might have a chance, and I think that I said, again, as, as you did on our podcast going into this week, this is the true litmus test of the McLaren upgrades. This is the track that we will see if they really can perform at all tracks. And what do you know in qualifying so far? They passed the test. Now, race pace, you would assume that they can do that as well. But I, I think this is exciting that we that McLaren is back, a true, a true uh challenger to Mercedes and Ferrari, as they passed Ferrari, as I just said, up there to fight for podiums every week. They've blown by Aston Martin. Everyone Aston Martin was the hot flavor at the beginning of the year, as we all talked about. Now it's McLaren, but I think this is great. And I, Piastri, look, a lot of people, he got a lot of shtick. And it wasn't his fault when he took over at McLaren, Ricardo was out that whole ordeal. Everyone's like, oh, I don't Are you really sure that Piastri is this? Look, he's proven everybody that doubted him wrong. The man is uber talented. And to do this is, is great. In your rookie year, I don't think anybody thought he'd be the rookie of the year driver. I think everybody thought Vries would do it because of what he did at Monza last year in the Williams. They're like, wow, look at this. But he is certifying himself as a podium contender. I, I would say going in every week now, he's got a chance at the podium. And I think this is great. He's fighting with Lando up there, proving him, like you just said, giving him a true contender. I think this is great for McLaren. I think it's great for F1 that he's doing this. And it makes it a lot more exciting. And I. I'm actually, I like looking forward to seeing Oscar drive every, every time he's out on the track, especially in qualifying in the race. I, 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 I enjoy him. I'm a fan. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, just, you know, on the whole Piastri thing last year, you know, it, it was about this time last year. He, all he was doing was protecting himself because Alpine dropped the mm -hmm. ball. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, he, you know, he wants to know, am I going to be in a race seat or am I going to be spending another year on the sidelines? You know, so I, I don't yeah. blame him at all. The way it happened was the way it happened was quite funny though. Very. But, yeah, and Zach funny. Brown has to be Zach Brown has to be vindicated for for the move he did. Yeah. If you look at him, like he had to look out what, what was best for McLaren. Yeah. And he should be vindicated for how Piastri's performing so far. That's a good move by him as a team principal. The way Danny Rick was at McLaren, he would not be P4 tomorrow in that McLaren. I agree. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. He'd be where he is in Alpha Tari because we saw that so much from him. Mm -hmm. But he is rejuvenated now. He needed to get out of McLaren, and I think it's best for it was best for him and it was best for McLaren that he got out of there. And yeah, agree. Yeah, he's a, he's just it's just good to see McLaren doing well after such a dire start of the year, you know, with the hydraulic leaks and Piastri DNFing and all mm -hmm. that. But yes, um, okay, right. The next team we're going to talk about is. Red Bull, and it feels weird to not be talking about them last because we usually go from bottom to top. So uh, Perez shocked everybody by getting into Q3. Uh, he qualified P9 in in the end. Um, he was only what he was point zero one second behind Alonso. To be honest, he was a fraction behind Bottas in P7. Um, you know, so P7 to P9, they're covered by less than. Uh, well, just over, just over one hundredth. 
Um, he was up Max, to four tenths off a pole. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's, you know, not the, a, that's not a lot of time either. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah it was a very, very, very close grid. Um, but, yeah, uh, Perez, P9, Max, P2. Didn't think I'd be saying that this year, genuinely. Um, you know, and we'll get into who's on P1 and his teammates in a bit. Um, but, yeah, Max, P2, Perez, P9. So Perez is right in the mix tomorrow. He's right in that sort of like boarding on the midfield scrap. I'd expect that Alpha, Alpha, bloody hell. I'd expect that Red Bull to move up the grid. Um, whether it will, it's a different story. Depends if he bins it at turn five or not. And Max, well, he hasn't had the best of race starts this year. He's, he's bogged down or been mugged off the line quite a few times. You know, Lander did it two weeks ago in Silverstone. So... Do you think tomorrow that, A, do you think Max will overtake Hamilton into Turn 1, or do you think he'll sit behind for a few laps, maybe have to be fighting off the McLarens? And what do you think Perez is going to do tomorrow? So I think Perez is the key if the McLaren can get a podium. I think he is the driver you have to look out for if you're worried about McLaren not getting a podium. He's the one, because he is... Any normal circumstances in the Red Bull, you would still think that they would finish one, two, no matter what, just wherever they start. You would think that they would start one, two. This track, obviously, harder to pass. And Perez has found it harder for himself to work his way through the field when he's, oh, granted, he's he hasn't started in ninth in, what, five races. But he's been way farther back. But still, you would think that he should be able to pass these cars. So I think Perez is the... He should get a podium in my mind, but I don't think he will. I don't think he's going to get a podium more. And I think Max, I think Max is probably going to have another bad start. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Lando maybe got past him at the beginning. He's starting on the dirty side of the track, right? That's not the side that you want to start on. Um, so that is, uh, that's going against him. And as you said, he has not gotten a good start. He hasn't gotten good starts in the Red Bull. Occasionally going back for a couple of years, like he has got yeah. some. Four starts. He hasn't figured out the starting on that. So I think he just sits back, waits for a couple laps, five laps. In my group chat with my friends, a Lewis fan, and she was so happy he got pole. Which again, it's a it's a nice story. But I said, oh, how spoiler, many spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> but how many laps is it? My favorite game is is how many laps until Max is going to pass. Like when Lando got him at Silverstone, how many laps until Max passes? Uh, I don't know, maybe five laps, I would say, until he, he can he can pass Lewis. But for him, I don't think he's going to do anything stupid in the turn one. Like, everyone's like, oh, oh they're all, probably all excited. Maybe we get another collision of Max and Max and Lewis. No, that's not going to happen because he knows just whatever happens in the race, he's probably going to beat Lewis. And we all get excited when they get up there because you think fireworks are going to happen next to each other. Max has also matured immensely in the, since 2021. Like, he has matured so much as a race car driver since then. So maybe 2021 max, we would get some, some fireworks, but I don't think we're going to get get any of that uh, tomorrow. So I would say that max probably overtakes him within five laps. If he doesn't get him off the line and then Perez probably finishes like fourth, but he really should finish on the podium. And Perez, I said Yuki earlier has got a lot of pressure on him too. Perez has, just as much because everyone thinks Danny's going to be in the seat in 2025. I don't think I agree with that, but um, Perez has to, 
put some good results together just for himself, just to get just to get this drama away from him. But again, the drama is probably never going to get away from uh, Sergio. Yeah, and you know, especially with Danny Rick, you know, out qualifying Yuki and going P thirteen in the Alphatari, mm-hmm. people are going to start. Um, yeah, they're just going to start going absolutely nuts about that. But yeah, you I mean, know, it started, sorry, oh, sorry, it started Friday when he crashed in turn five. Like you, his first hot lap as well. His, his first, first hot, lap, hot lap, he puts it in the wall. Like the most voodoo, like the voodoo dolls, the Ricardo voodoo dolls couldn't even have written that script. Okay, the Drafter Survive writers or producers couldn't have asked for a better storyline going into. Like you couldn't have, you couldn't have done anything funnier, better than that. Like it's just like. Almost a chef's kiss. Like this is. Thank you for for giving us that. But you couldn't have written that. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was. It was quite perfect. Um, but yes. So just uh, looking at Mercedes, then you know. So you know, we just you know sort of like segueing nicely. Hamilton obviously on pole, record breaking. Yet again, 104 pole positions, which, you know, like we, like we know, I'm not a Hamilton fan, I'm a Max fan, but 104 pole positions, Blimenek. You know, that that is quite something. His first pole since Saudi 2021, uh, and his ninth pole at the Hungara ring. Nine poles at the same circuit. That is quite some consistency and quite some record. So, yeah, um, we need to talk about his teammate. You know, we just we just talked about Hamilton sort of thing, you know, like we you know, in that bit with Max. Let's talk about his teammate. <laughs> George Russell, P eighteen. Oh boy. Um yeah, sorry. Uh that that's quite funny. Um so not the best outing for Russell today. He got mugged a bit by traffic in the final sector, and then his final flying lap, he was down seven tenths in the first sector. Tough day at the office, mate. Tough day. I'm not the biggest George fan, I will say. He's one of my less favorite drivers. He's, 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 I'm, I'm not a fan as at all. So um, I thought it was quite funny. Also, like the Mercedes strategy today for him and Lewis in Q1 was very weird. They waited like three or four minutes before they got out on the track. George said after qualifying, we were always off cycle. And that's kind of what happened, how he got stuck in the traffic and the to, to get the tires warmed up in that last turn before the straight. He got kind of caught out. He couldn't get on the racing line to get the uh, tires warmed up and everything. It was a tough one for him. He had a, did he have a time to lead it to or not? I don't think he did. I don't think he did, no. I, I, I was wondering if he had a time time to leave. I couldn't remember. I don't think he did, but yeah, no, it was, it was, it was poor from, from every which way, again, from the out of sync strategy where they, where they sent him out there. And then he just, he got, look, his teammates on pole, he should have gotten out of Q1. Okay. He should have gotten out of Q1. No excuses. Even, even that it had to happen on the last lap. He should have got out. He don't care about the traffic, but that was basically the reason why he didn't get out of there because the traffic and he got, he got hosed, and he's going to have a lot of work tomorrow to get points. I don't. I again, this track's hard to overtake. You said a lot. If he gets some points tomorrow, amazing drive from him tomorrow. He amazing drive if he can figure out his way to get points um, tomorrow. But yeah, he. I don't know. 
I think I personally like George Russell off the track, but when he, he's on the track, he's always complaining, wants always the best strategy over Lewis. And he just always rubs me the wrong way when I hear him on the team radio. So I think that's what rubs me the wrong way with him in general. But it was a horrible day. I mean, Toto slammed the table. When's the last time you've seen Toto get that like emotional about something? He slammed the table that he was 18. That's not good. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, I mean, you know, uh, Russell does, you know, does obviously, you know, he has gone well around here in the past. Just look at his obviously mm-hmm. on pole last year, Absolutely. bit of fourth and grace. And then you know, the year before getting his first points for Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously not his first points in F1, but, you know, his first, you know, a lot of people remember it's his first points, your first Williams points. So yeah, he's going to need a bit of a bit of a heroic drive tomorrow. Um, and Hamilton, yeah, he's just going to have to sort of, he just have to basically play, play duck duck goose with Hamilton uh, with Max for P one, which I think you know we all know which way that's going to go. But that is our roundup of qualifying for the twenty twenty three Hungarian Grand Prix. Um, Warren. As I mentioned at the start of the show, you're from the uh, the Paddock Pals podcast. Do you want to give us a quick uh, quick plug of, of where you are? Yeah, you can find us on uh, wherever you get your podcast at Paddock Pals on Instagram, TikTok, all the socials as well. My cousin and I, Rachel, she's been on Grid Talk as well. Uh, we do race recaps and previews, so we'll have an episode coming on either Sunday night or Monday morning about the um, Hungry Grand Prix, and yeah, we just kind of fun time with it we're one of our favorite segments is uh since the tv broadcast always seems to forget a few drivers out there it's uh i forgot that you existed so we always like to see who uh who is gonna forget that you existed during the race that's looking forward to when you listen to us so uh yeah tune in for that thank you very much and yeah so i'm uh i'm i'm tom you, you know as low you know uh and then Grid Talk, you can find us at Grid Talk UK. And also be sure to listen to our sister show, which is Formula Talk, which I usually record with Sophia, but she is away at the moment. So that is uh, uh, that is currently going through uh, various uh, various guests each week. Um, but Grid Talk, as well as Formula Talk, is available on YouTube, where most episodes are recorded live, such as this one, as well as Amazon Fire, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Music, Verbal and Pocket Cast. Just search Formula One Grid Talk for our back catalogue of shows with previews and reactions to qualifying and race results. Please consider supporting the channel on Patreon so we can get better mic slides and recording equipment. Also make sure you are subscribed so you're the first to know when each new episode is released. We'll be back tomorrow to review the Hungarian Grand Prix. Thank you very much for listening to the Crit Talk podcast presented by Better Online. Thank you, Warren, for joining me, and bye-bye. <laughs>